2: But joining us right now to kick off our number three on this wonderful football Wednesday. Haven't spoken to this guy in a little bit. It is great to have him back on the show and hearing his dulcet tones means one thing and one thing only. Football is on nigh. That, of course, is the great Adam Chernoff, who hosts the awesome NFL betting podcast, The Simple Handicap, which we encourage all of our listeners and viewers to check out and follow him on Twitter at Adam Chernoff. Chernoff, welcome back to You Better You Bet with Nick and Ken. Hope your summer's been going great. How's it going?
1: I'm doing well. Not as good as one Mr. Costos here. I mean, it was the summer of Nick on Instagram for about <laughs> six weeks where it was I I couldn't keep up. It was like a reality show following with that wedding and everything that came with the honeymoon. That was impressive. It
2: was, it was pretty great. And I appreciate you
1: know, that. Well, yeah, absolutely. In, uh, Greece and Italy,
0: all kinds of fights. If I was on Instagram, I would be able to to respond to that. But I just, I have an account and I just, I don't really use it. Maybe I, are you, are you big well, Instagram,
1: Adam? Is that like
0: you're with, especially with the Twitter X thing going on right now?
1: No, I, I'm not. I just kind of, I have, I have it pretty small. And so I just follow with people that I, I keep up with, but I was going to say, so if this year is the summer of Costos, next year has to be the summer of Barkley and we got to get you on there have... doing things in a similar manner. It would only be fair. Well, I, I've only ever had one honeymoon,
0: and I, that's probably the only one I'm ever going to have. But I, maybe every every summer can be the summer of then. I'm curious if you've how much you pivoted to football, Adam. Obviously, I know you've done some prep work on some teams. You've probably made a few bets. Like, have you been extremely active already in betting a lot of win totals and divisions and you know award markets and everything? Because we're still, I mean, it's August, and we we love talking about football. We still five weeks. From the start of the season, not every market is open everywhere. Not every limit is as high as it's going to be. How active have you been in kind of accumulating bets? Do you already have a lot of pending wagers?
1: So I sent a message yesterday to the team because it's my first season with the guys at Red Angle Sports because I joined them in late November. And so I kind of missed all of last year. I sent a message yesterday yesterday. To, to someone from the team. And I was like, I'm kind of nearly out of gas here with so much stuff going on. Because we, we shifted like six, seven weeks ago. I finished up the previews like two weeks ago. I feel like the season's halfway come and gone. And like you said, we're still five weeks away. So it's been a little bit of everything for every team. And now there's just a massive focus coming up on the preseason. So I, I've done more work to this point than I ever have. And I guess the next five weeks with the 20 to follow, are going to be more of the same. So uh, in it pretty deep at the moment.
2: Love it. I-, I would ask you how deep, but that was more of a question for season one of, uh, of you better you bet. Uh, so charm with all the work that you've done. What's like the one thing that you think you feel the most confident in right now could be a season long take could be something for week one. Maybe we'll save the preseason stuff for another time, but as it concerns the actual season, what's something you feel really sure. confident in at this point in time?
1: Um, Consensus wise within the group, the most confident opinion that we had and acted on was the Falcons season long wins over eight and a half. And we placed that back in like the early part of June. Like it's been a while by now. Um, We had sort of went through all 32 teams collectively. Everyone came up with their top list. And the one team that was just consensus across the board was Falcons over. Love Arthur Smith as a play caller. Think he's very underrated. Uh, We think Ritter... is is not great, but we think he can be kind of in that 18 to 20 range for a quarterback, which is enough. I think the offensive piece is underrated overall. And then when you look at the schedule specifically, uh, the first 11 weeks, it's only four games that are not against first-time starters or rookies. And so I know ease of schedule is priced in to a lot of these win total markets. But we think the Falcons' schedule can be historically easy and play way easier than it's listed And so all of us across the board love the Falcons uh, very much myself included.
0: So Adam, that's a a team Atlanta that I know you're particularly high on. Right. And I think, you know, all of us this time of year, we, everybody likes to find the sleeper, right. That's usually like how we all talk about it and, and either with our friends or betting content, whatever. So Atlanta's kind of like your guys sleeper team this year. I, We on the show, we've kind of like the Packers for a long time as a team that could go over their number in a really big way, right? Win a lot more games, is there a team that when you kind of compared notes with everybody, everybody was kind of a little more reluctant to say would be good this year doesn't even have to be a team with a low window like we know arizona is going to stink but we've had people come on the show you know we did washington's schedule that's brutal i i like the saints under that's kind of my team that i think i'm kind of more met on and obviously schedule drives that number what what team came up would you say the most that you guys were against the most
1: uh we we bet the commanders under at six and a half um, I would say another one that really came up was the Raiders, and that was pre-Jacob stuff. Now, running back, it, it it still is there at the same price at six and a half. Um, but it, it's very. It reminds me a lot. Uh, the Raiders do of what the Rams were last year, where there's a couple names at like the top on the on the starters list that are really good, but my God, the drop off behind anybody is enormous, just like the Rams were a year ago, and so. When you look at McDaniel, he had all the closed door meetings with ownership a year ago. Like it wasn't uncertain if he was gonna come back. He runs car out like he did uh in Denver in a similar situation with, with another quarterback. You have Devontae Adams saying he doesn't agree with ownership. Josh Jacobs is out of the city now, he's not at camp. I, I mean, there's just so many things that can go wrong with this Raiders team. That we were all really against him. I, it doesn't classify as a sleeper. I, I kind of, I don't know what necessarily does really, but that was one where it's like we want no part of the Raiders.
2: That cert- certainly understand that you better you better here with Nick and Ken on a wonderful football Wednesday talking the NFL season with our pal Adam Chernoff great to get Chern back here on the show churns NFL podcast is the simple handicap and it is fantastic doing work for our friends over at right angle sports as well Chern, when you take a look at the week one schedule here it could be a game that you've better you guys have already better something that you're trying here what is a side or a total that really stands out to you right now.
1: The side that stood out to me, I it was funny I was just asked this like an hour ago and I was so focused preseason that I switched back into week one mode and the bills absolutely a Monday night football against the Jets. I don't really agree with the takes that I'm seeing around this game. It was bet back in July by or in early June by another group. like the sort of thinking here is well the Jets were competitive twice with the bills last year's big dogs. They had all this roster mess, the quarterback, wide receivers. Everyone was hurt, and they were competitive then. Now they have Rodgers. It's an upgrade across the board on the offense. Surely they're going to be competitive now. I think two things stand out. The first is that it's just a massive shift in price from year to year, from where we were a year ago to where we are now. And I think that the change that it's going to require for all these pieces to work for the Jets and assuming that that's going to be right in week one uh, is, is way too much of an assumption for me to make. I think Rodgers and Hackett, that, that marriage that everyone assumes is going to click because of what happened in Green Bay, I think it's going to struggle because Matt LaFleur is no longer there. And LaFleur was the guy who was calling all the plays and making everything work in Green Bay. And so now Rodgers wants to control it on the field. Hackett is a disaster of a play caller, whether you point to Denver last year the jags earlier in his career we don't know who is actually going to be calling plays for the jets and everyone's just saying that this is going to work and they're going to be better i don't i don't buy that early in the season i think the bills week 1 a really good bet right now Adam, sometimes
0: the uh, I mean difference between sports content and betting content. Sometimes like the dumbest games can be the best conversations, or the games where like not the high profile game, not Bills Jets on the uh, the opening Monday night game. We talked a lot about Commanders and Cardinals on the show. Even today, we had Russ Tucker on earlier. Nick Ooh. asked him about it. We talked about Clayton Toon yesterday. Like, is this actually <laughs> going to be a thing that this guy's going? Is this guy really going to start Week One? Is there even a ten percent chance that that happens instead of Colt McCoy? And it's just that classic like okay, yes, the point spread should be very big because Arizona is really bad and the Commanders are less bad. So the point spread has to be, and Washington's at home, right? So the point spread has to be pretty big, but then you just kind of look at it and you go, oh man, like Washington minus six, what a weird number. I guess it makes sense, but just what a weird number. I'm sure you guys have talked about that game. You mentioned that you guys bet Washington win total under. Does that mean it's saddle up with Colt McCoy or Clayton Tune plus six in week one?
1: Would you guys feel one way or another if it was Clayton, too? Does that change your opinion at all? They probably win the game more often because he's a total I, I, unknown.
2: <laughs> I, yeah. Agreed. I got I <laughs> know yeah. about the Cardinals if it went through seven. Yeah.
1: Here's the thing about this game. So Eric Biennemi goes in as the offensive coordinator, and we have the impression that this is a situation where he only took the job because he thinks Rivera's the coach most likely to get fired, and he can work his way in to become the head coach. It's like the best opportunity for him to get the head coaching job he always wanted. And so from just that basis alone, I have some hesitancy that the commander's offense is ever going to be anything respectable until that change happens. I don't think that it's just a shoe and the enemy steps in and makes it better. The other thing that concerns me is Sam Howell has been spoken about as being not ready in several different instances by different people within the team and ownership. And so I see that, and I think what I think about the enemy in this situation, and I see six next to the commanders. I, I, There's no way I can get there at six. Now, the Cardinals are a disaster, but with Gannon stepping in as head coach, they're going to be just hyper-conservative on defense. That's what he does. It's all covered, too. It's too deep shell, keeping everything in front. I think that makes it really hard for teams to build big leads, especially one as bad as Washington. So, I mean, as bad as Arizona is, I, I don't know who can be comfortable laying six with Washington.
2: Yeah, it's, I don't think it's going to be me, but we'll see what happens <laughs> as, we, as we approach can kickoff. Can you imagine why, playing actually, two one
1: Sunday is like a feature
2: yeah. game, though? Like, my God. Well we we've been the gag on the show has been that is the most likely like red zone game where like they're not going <laughs> to show us the end of the game even if they're side in total drama at the end they'll be showing us like right. you know like Justin Fields running out of the tunnel at uh, at Soldier Field. I I can't believe we're talking so much about this game today, but it's an interesting one and it's in week 1. I think it kind of falls under the same umbrella as Cardinals Commanders and it's a team that you mentioned a little earlier uh one of your answers churn and that's the Los Angeles Rams. The Seahawks are a five and a half point favorite at bet MGM against the Rams. There's some sixes on the board, right? Total is 47 and a half. Like I get it. Like the Rams depth isn't there really top heavy roster. And there aren't even that many guys at the top. It just feels like a big number. What do you make of that game? Seahawks laying about five and a half or six at home against the Rams.
1: I think the side is about right. Um, I think Geno Smith has another good year. The maturity thing was always an issue with him. And now he's in, he's almost in year 10, which is absurd, whatever it is. He's kind of sorted that out. Last year was a really good fit. They add in Smith and Jigba out of the draft. I think the Seahawks offense is going to be really good. I think the Rams defense is going to be a complete disaster all season long. There's nobody left. It's depleted beyond there and Darnold. And like, where, What is Donald's mindset coming in? He's contemplated retirement a number of times. They're just not going to get away with no one behind him. They've had a secondary to sort of bail the team out the last couple years. It's really, really rough and bad. The one thing that is interesting about the Rams, they had super low totals, like the whole season, look-aheads and everything. We don't know what's going to happen now with Cooper Cup. It seems like within five weeks he's going to be good. But I think this offense inevitably is going to be much better than anything that we saw on the field last year. But even before all the injuries, they're just. I think there's sort of a, a lacking optimism about what the offense could be. But relative to those totals, this has been bet up a little bit. But I think that this total still in the high 40s could be short uh, of what it deserves to be. So I think both of these teams are, are pretty comfortable overs to play on. And, and so that's an interesting angle to me in week one here, more so than the side.
2: That's really fascinating. We were just talking about this game. I was saying like maybe an under. I need to think a little bit more about this though. Churn making some good points there on the Seahawks and the Rams. Churn, it was great to have you back on the show today. We look forward to doing this again as we approach the season. Hopefully we get you on in season as well. You got to check out the Simple Handicap podcast. Churn doing great work as well for our friends over at Right Angle Sports. My friend, we appreciate it. Thanks for coming on. Stay well. Good luck with the preseason bets. Churn, baby, churn. We'll talk to you soon.
1: Good to see you guys. Chat again soon.